All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by St. Louis Cardinals Baseball. Cardinal tickets are on sale now and start at $55. Details at cardinals.com slash holiday. This is modeled on work that's happening in Cincinnati, where they've hired an in-house pedestrian safety crew that's focused on building cost-effective safety improvements. And we think the Ramp Settlements Fund is a particularly good opportunity to try this out um, and that it would allow residents to see change really quickly. That's resident Liz Kramer at the meeting which took place over the weekend regarding Rams settlement money and what the community wants to see happen with that cash. Lots of things in St. Louis need to get done. And to discuss the meeting that just took place, Alderwoman out of Ward 10, Shamim Clark Hubbard, is joining us on the Quiver River Electric guest line this morning. Good to talk to you. How are you? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Amy. Hi. So, so it's, we're we're happy to talk. We love having you on. What is we Amy and I were talking yeah. about it just you know kind of off the cuff earlier. We're and uh, we're frustrated. We're frustrated. Yes. We, you know we just we yeah. wanted we we want something. We want things to be done in the city as everybody does, even if it's the simple yeah. stuff. Let's start with what was discussed at the meeting uh, over the weekend. Well, at the meeting over the weekend, and thank you again for always giving me this opportunity to come on and share this information. The meeting over the weekend was um, uh, part of the series of community input, public input meetings we're having around the Rand Settlement Fund and how we can implement it sustainably here in the city of St. Louis. Um, some of the really good things that came out of it, you actually played one of them um, about increased uh, better mobility here in the city of St. Louis. We had echoes of um, municipal endowment funds. Um, for the city as well as um, loans, uh, development loan funds that could come out of that kind of structure, rather that could come out of that kind of money. This would speak to, again, sustainable impact that this money can make. I know that, listen, if all of us were walking around with checkbooks and being able to do stuff, we could, and I think we would. But the reality is right now we need to um, make sure that we are addressing the ARPA funds that have a clawback. They have a date on them. They have a a sunset date on them that we have to spend that money by. And so while we are making sure that money is spent, and I don't know if you guys have been following along to see that there is some reappropriation that's going to have to happen, some reprogramming that's going to have to happen around some of the initial uh, ARPA fund spendings, we still have to um, take advantage of the fact that these RAM settlement funds are sitting actually making the city money as we speak. And so that once we get past spending the um, or the spend down of the ARPA funds, then we can make sure that we implement these funds in a way, these RAM settlement funds in a way that we will look back 20, 30 years from now and not say, wow, the city had all that money and what did they do with it? What about people who who feel frustrated because they feel like simple things aren't getting done, whether it's making sure potholes are filled trashes picked up, uh, you know, traffic lights being enforced, and they're saying, okay, money can't be an issue. We've got all of this money. Why can't 
city leadership just take some of that money and fill the potholes so my tires don't blow out and I don't have to get my my tires realigned every three or four days. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. Well, first, Amy, I'll start out by saying I absolutely share their frustration, right? I live in North City, just like every, like a lot of people that are listening to your show and all over the city. Um, we all have the same things. I know that a lot of times people like to pit North, South, East, and West against each other. But the reality is when you serve in this city and you sit on different committees and meetings, you know that we all have mainly the same, mostly the same concerns and issues that we have to deal with. As it relates to potholes, if it was, again, a money gun that we could uh, use to repair the potholes, I would say it's been spent. The city has the money in place to repair the potholes, and they have actually been repairing the potholes. One of the things that happens, I know, and I, I see this with my own eyes and hear this with my own ears, constituents will complain to each other or they'll complain on social media about a pothole, but they will never put it into our Citizen Service Bureau, which is where it can properly be addressed. When we, when I get calls about potholes, uh, nine times out of ten, they have not reported to the Citizen Service Bureau. So what I do is I either do it or my neighborhood improvements specialist does it or our, my legislative assistant does it now since we have those. And then we follow and track it. But each it, it's going to take, again, all of us, to talk about where the piles literally, I mean, it, it doesn't, it sounds like it's not hard, but it, it, it becomes hard because we will hear on Twitter, on social media, there's this pothole, such, 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 but we don't have any way of tracking it in the city or the infamous next door, right? Or they'll put it on next door and we'll never hear it and be able to track it in the city. You know, I, I share the frustration with you all about simple things being done, but I also know that in a city this size with our, um, with our deficit in manpower and our deficit um, of trying to hire and our hiring practices, which may I add, one of the people that called in on Saturday was a recruitment um, specialist here in the city of St. Louis, and he talked about how we can use funds, um, if not these, or just practices to better recruit and retain um, staff and hire people here in the city of St. Louis to not only do those jobs, but the big jobs too as well, the big companies as well. And so... Once we get those in place, I think we'll see a, a greater impact on that. But until then, we all have to play our part. And I tell my constituents this all the time. If you don't want to call CSB, call me. They, they all have my cell phone number. If you don't want to report it that way, you can go on Twitter and literally, while you're on Twitter um, complaining about it, you can just add the tag to CSB, and that will start the tracking process for the city to be able to respond to it. It, it's very easy. I just want to re- reiterate the Citizen Service Bureau, uh, the phone number for that. If you just if you like to make phone calls, 314-622-4800. And if you go to the city's website, um, you can just search for Citizen Service Bureau and it gives you a way to report online. You can tweet at STLCSB. Um, there's a live chat. So there are multiple ways that you can report if there's a pothole or if there is an issue that you can you can do it that way. So that's the uh, Citizen Service Bureau. So I just want to reiterate that. 
Absolutely. And, and it's unfortunate right now, again, with our staffing um, issues, that we are being more reactive than proactive um, in, in our response to be able to pick up dumping, to be able to pick up tr uh, uh, the potholes, the lights, and all of that nature. But, again, I, I've seen the response when we can just work together to report it properly so that it's tracked in the system, not only to respond to it then, but it also helps in how the city responds to it ongoing. If they see, if they get multiple um, multiple CSB reports, for example, of illegal dumping in this one area, then not only do they uh, make the resources, I'm sorry, put the resources in to clean it up then, which sometimes literally it takes four or five departments, I can name them, to clean up one, one illegal dumping um, instance. But that's another issue that we could talk about, yeah. but, uh, you know, better practices, but at the same time, we're dealing with the policies and practices we're in now. So when we do that, then ongoingly, hey, we can put up maybe a, a, a camera. We can do some other things to try to deter it. Um, hey, for instance, with what we talked, what I heard you all talking about, my heart breaks as well, Amy, about the 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 vision we see when we're passing our old city municipal court bill mm -hmm. right now, but the reality is what's not being reported is that the city referees department cleans that up at least every three days. I've seen it with my own eyes. They clean it up at least every three, eight days, not to mention there are some unhoused neighbors down there that try to clean it up themselves, but there are also some members of that community that clearly um, do not have the same care and concern for whatever the environment is that they're creating for themselves and that's how it gets that way and and but on the back end if we move them it's a bad thing if we don't move them we get the complaints of how it looks the dhs i know for again another fact goes out and tries to um do intake with a lot of those unhoused neighbors there at least during the week. I'm not sure about the weekend schedule, but at least during the week, I know for sure, which is why it might be as bad today. They might not be working over the weekends, but at least during the week, I know they are. And so the barriers that we have here with um, sheltering, the barriers that we have um, with, with providing resources, not a barrier with continuum of care. I am 100% a fan of housing first and continuum of care, but it's some of the other barriers we have here in the city for housing and for sheltering that um, cause create the spaces that are the, able to grow the way they do down there like we're seeing now yeah. in front of the uh, old city municipal court building. Um, and this may not be your specific department, but do you have an update on where the city stands with hiring 911 dispatchers and, and a whole call center for residents in the city of St. Louis when they call 911? Do you know where we stand with improving that? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know the number of the class, but I know that they just took in a new class of 911 dispatchers. I know that Sonia Gray, our director of personnel, has been working hard to change change the course down there in that office and get people hired. Again, when you talk about barriers and, and practices that have been going on for decades, she's changing those around. There's a new system that she just reported in the um, budget committee last week that will be going into effect in January that will make it much easier for you to apply and shorten the time of people rather to apply and be hired by the city of St. Louis, which now I think is one of the, we all feel is one of the things that keeps us from hiring is because of the length of time it takes from the time you send in your, submit your application to when you can be hired. So 
I know there's the new class. I can get you the exact number of that class as it relates to the um, PSAP. I'm not sure where we are on that now. I know there was still some funding gaps in that that I had last heard, um, but I know that we all are still on board with trying to make that um, the idea of that work because we know how much that will be an impact, a greater impact on us being able to respond to our, and our first responders rather, being able to respond to the needs in the city of St. Louis. Shamim Clark Hubbard, is always great talking to you. Thank you for, yes, uh, you know, hopping on with us on short notice. Absolutely, anytime. That is Shamim Clark Hubbard, Alderwoman for Ward 10 here in the city of St. Louis. And again, if you uh, just Google Citizen Service Bureau for St. Louis, or if you just want to tag them on Twitter at STLCSB, if you have an issue, uh, pothole, trash, whatever, any kind of city issue, um, do that. Or 314-622-4800. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.